Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men Bible study. And it is good to be here this evening. And uh, tonight we're going to be getting into Matthew chapter 10. And um, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. I don't know if I'm going to finish the whole chapter. There's like 40. There's 42 verses in this entire chapter, so we may just do like half of it today, and then we'll do the other half the next time we come together. Um, <clears throat> so prayers and praises. Um, actually, really quickly, I'll get to the announcements, and then I'll get into the prayers and praises. Um, announcements, the only thing is 4th of July is coming up, so hopefully everyone will have a happy Independence Day. Um, July 4th is an important day to recognize our nation's birth and being able to recognize the freedom that we got from being separated from England. So, 4th of July is coming up, I think with the Monday, I'll be coming up on Monday um, but Lord willing I'm going to be actually leaving out of town on Saturday um, I've got family I'm going to go visit so I am going to be out of town um, Lord willing this Saturday and I'll be gone for a week so today is going to be the last broadcast for about a week or so but I might come on and stream, I might stream a few a few things from Minnesota, you know, um, and kind of just go from there. But um, anyway, so pray for me, uh, for you know, pray for me for for vacate for you know vacation. Pray for my ministry. You know, pray for the videos um, that people will come to know Christ as a result of these videos. Um. Pray, uh, we need to keep, each, I think we need to keep each other in prayer. These are very rough times for all of us, I think, as a nation. We need to pray for each other. We should pray for our leaders. We need to be praying, you know, for God's mercy. Amen. So, you know, keep each other in prayer. Uh, I got a fellow brother in the Lord. Uh, his name is Joey. He also appreciates uh, your all prayers. So, y'all pray for him. Um, he's got pain that he deals with ever so often. Uh, for an example, yesterday he had some pain that he had to go through and deal with that wasn't fun for him. Uh, so y'all pray for him. He seems to be doing well today, so y'all pray for him and pray for me, pray for each other. And, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do we have today? Um, I don't think I have any more, um, things to say, uh, and so if you guys have any prayers or praises, you can mention them in the, in the comments in the video, or you can mention them on YouTube. If you've got YouTube, I will put my YouTube channel out so y'all can go and look and and all that stuff. Um, this video is obviously going on YouTube as well as Sermon Audio. So once I'm done with this, I'll try to get it put on. And then I'll put it up on Facebook so y'all can go to that and have fun with that. So, <clears throat> uh, other than that, I think that's all I have. So let's go. we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, lots of stuff here to cover through. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get through all of it. I don't know. If we get through all of it, great. If not, we'll just do like half of it. So, uh, if you guys have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 1 of Matthew chapter 10. And it says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now I want you to think, I want you to look at that verse for a second. Who's he? Well, he is Jesus. So when Jesus called his twelve, what did he do? He gave 
onto them power against unclean spirits. So we know from Scripture, from this particular verse, that Christ has the power to cast out unclean spirits, has the power to deliver people from unclean spirits, and we see that over and over again. Christ has that power to save somebody who's full of devils, completely full of devils. Christ can save them. Okay, so if there's anything that devils hate, it's a few things. The blood of Christ, number one, and two, the word of God, which the word of God is Christ. So devils are not very fond of Jesus. They're actually very afraid of him, as they should, because Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, we see that he gives his disciples the power to cast these, these devils out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, think about this. What can we take from that? The, the, the disciples were able to do these things not because of their own merit. They were able to do these things because it was Christ that gave them the power. Amen? Now, um, John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do what? Nothing. Without Christ, ye can do nothing. And nothing can you do without Christ. Which means... Christ is the only one that you can be able to do anything at all. This comes to show you and to exemplify that everything that you do, as could be walking, driving, working, everything that you may be or seemingly may be good at, is all because of Christ. It is not because of your own efforts. Christ is the one that has given you the ability and knowledge for you to do the jobs that you do, to teach and to preach, and whatever callings that you all may have going on in your lives. Christ is the one that gives you that knowledge and those gifts. And we see here in this first verse that he gave his disciples power... To cast devils out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Everything points to Christ. What does this mean? It means that even every breath you take is because of Christ. And why is that? It is like that so that you don't get any glory. Christ will not share his glory with anyone. If you think you can take the glory... For something that Christ did, well, number one is you're a thief because you stole that glory from God. And two, as Jesus said, you can do nothing without Christ. And three, the Bible says that your righteousness are as filthy rags to God. So, it's all because of Christ, you can do what you do. It's because of Christ you're able to live. It's because of Christ you're able to eat and walk and talk and all that stuff. It's, it's all because of Christ that I'm sitting here preaching to you. Christ is the reason for all of what we do. He gets all the glory. Because Christ is worthy of all that glory. <clears throat> now... Verse 2. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. 
the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Labius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simeon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Now, I want to just point something out here. Anytime that you see a list of the apostles, you'll realize that Simon Peter is always the first one mentioned. Always. And you'll notice that Judas Iscariot is the very last one ever mentioned. We know that Judas Iscariot betrayed Christ for 30 pieces of the silver. But then you also see here that the first is Simeon, who was called Peter. Then you got Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Now, with Peter being the first, you always see these exact names following after Peter. Now, it may not be in the same exact order, but it's always in that... It's after Peter that it's, you know, it could be his brother, it could be John, it could be James, it could be Andrew, and any of that in any order. But they always are following after Peter. Then you've got Simon the Canaanite. Or no, hang on a second. I skipped a whole bunch. you got Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican. Now if you remember who, who, who Matthew is... Matthew was the tax collector, and Jesus said, "Come follow me," and he and he left his, he left everything behind to follow Jesus. Um, James, the son of Alphaeus, you know, and then you've got Simon, and then you got Judas Iscariot. Um. Now, in verse 5, it says, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of Israel, the, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, Why, why does Jesus say that they need to go to the Jews and not the Gentiles? Well, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 24, it says, But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, so Jesus... He was sent to Israel. He wasn't sent to the Gentiles, even though there are some Gentiles that you see come to Jesus to receive miracles. But his main priority was his people. And you notice that when you read throughout the Gospels, his own people rejected Christ. Even under the preaching of Peter and Paul. And eventually God said, Okay, I'm you know, I'm going towards the Gentiles. But the Jews had to be reached first because they were they were Christ's people. Those people were, you know. Those, you know, the people that he was witnessing to were, was the people that Jesus was from. So he had to go to them first. But praise God, he went, he came to us Gentiles. And you notice that when Peter, when he preaches, he's, you know, he talks, he goes to the the, Rome, the, the centurion named Cornelius, and Peter says, I've 
Of a truth I perceive, that God has no respect of persons. So the same way that Jesus wanted the Jews to be to be saved is the same way that we are saved. And that is by faith, is by grace through faith. But they had the, the truth had to be preached first to the Jews. And then it was to the Gen, us Gentiles. Um, it says here in verse 7, And as, as ye go, preach, saying, This kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Jesus Christ freely gave the power and authority to his disciples to do this. And Jesus wants to make sure that when his disciples are doing these for these people, that they freely give it as they freely received. Now you might say, well, how, how does this correlate today? Well, if God shows you something from his word, how much did it cost you? Nothing. Jesus freely showed you those things from his word. So just as Christ would show you things from his word freely, you ought to give that word out to everybody freely and not hold it back. You know, the Apostle Paul was very keen about not wanting to take any love offering the church would give him. Though he could do it, he could have taken it, but he didn't want to because he didn't want to be a burden to these churches. But he also wanted to demonstrate that the gospel of Jesus Christ could not be bought with money. He wanted to show that he, he wanted to show that you can freely receive the gospel with no payment whatsoever. So that's why you see the Apostle Paul not taking any type of love offering from these churches. He wanted to set a standard to show the people the gospel of peace the gospel of Christ was free and that you didn't have to pay to hear it. You know, it's a, it's a shame with all these mega churches like Joel Osteen and uh, all these other mega church preachers that have such big churches, they want you to give them money so that you can hear what they have to say. That's not right. The gospel is to be free. Christ gave us the gospel. We ought to give the gospel free. Why? Because it is by the power of Christ through the gospels that makes men free. And no one should ever charge or put a price to hear a preacher speak, to, to hear the gospel preached. There should be no charge to that. As Jesus freely gave, gave we should freely give. As he has given us to us freely, we ought to give to others freely. Amen? We need to make the gospel free to all people. Yeah, I'm sure Stephen Anderson's probably teaching some crazy stuff. I don't I don't know much about him. I'd have to look him up and, and, and do all that stuff, so I can't much comment on that. But Jesus said, Freely ye have received uh, freely give. 
Verse 9, Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, not yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Listen, did you guys get that? Now, is it wrong for someone to accept a love offering? Is it wrong for a church to give money to a guest preacher? No, because Jesus just said, a workman is worthy of his hire. So if you go to a church and you preach the gospel and that church wants to give a love offering to you, let them do it. Why? Because Jesus said that a workman is worthy of his hire. Amen? A workman is worthy of his hire. A workman is worthy of his meat. I apologize. But you, you get the point. You get the point here. And it says, and into whatsoever city or town he shall enter, inquire who in it, who in it is, and it is worthy, and there should there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whatsoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Stop right there. i got to tell you something. In the days of Lot, there was no prophet to tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was no preaching of what would happen in the future. There was no prophet that was sent to Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you've got people, when you've got cities... When you've got a nation, when you've got individuals, when you've got towns, when you've got townships that hear the gospel, know of Jesus Christ, and yet deliberately reject him. Number one, there remains yet no more sacrifice for sin. Two, Jesus said, it's going to be more tolerable in the, days, uh, in the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city. You know why? Because the the people or town or city that hear the gospel and reject it, they, they actually know better. And they will be judged based on what they did with it. So if you heard the gospel, you listen to what Christ did at the cross, but you deliberately reject it. Your judgment is going to be far worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. You won't be able to tolerate your judgment. I don't even want to know what that I can't fathom that. I believe it because Jesus said it. And if Jesus said it, it settles it. People who reject Christ and they die in that condition, they blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Do you know why? Because the Holy Ghost does not speak of himself, but speaks of the Word of God, speaks of Jesus Christ. And if they reject Christ and they reject the conviction from the Holy Ghost. God will turn them over. To a reprobate mind. And once they're turned over to a reprobate mind. They're not going to want to get saved. It means they're going to go to hell. You know this world is very wicked and very corrupt. 
yet they can get saved if they choose to. But a lot of these people today don't want the gospel. They don't want to hear about what Jesus Christ did for them on the cross. They don't want to hear about, about anything that has to do with church or anything like that. They just want to mark them off and they just want to go off on their merry, merry way thinking that they're good people. But folks, the clock is ticking. And the time is coming that if you continue to reject Christ, and if the Antichrist comes and start and causes everybody to receive a mark, for those of you that reject Christ, you will take that mark. And once you take that mark, God's done with you. It's over. Because that mark seals your damnation into hell and the lake of fire. You're better off taking God's mark, which is his, his which is his Holy Ghost, which seals you. The Holy Ghost seals you to the day of redemption. But the mark of the Antichrist, you take that mark, and your eternity is sealed. And there is no going back. There is no going back. I pray and hope that God can keep me mourning for my sin. I'd rather mourn for my sin on earth than go into eternity and mourn over my sin on the day of judgment. Because if you mourn for your sin on the day of judgment, it is too late. We need to mourn for sin now. And it's only done by the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Please, please do not delay of getting saved. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Tomorrow may be too late. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Today is the day of salvation. Please don't neglect that. Christ so loved the world that he laid his life down. Don't be ones, don't be the ones to reject it. You don't want to reject it. This is a time to mourn now. Don't mourn into eternity because it's too late. It's too late. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Listen, the serpent is the wisest creature that God created. We're to be as wise as that serpent. But harmless as a dove. A dove is one who is a peaceful animal, a peaceful bird. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children of God. A dove represents peace. A dove is gentle. A dove is peaceful. But at the same time, we need to be a dove with the wisdom of a serpent. Will you have and by the way, where is the source of wisdom? The Word of God. Jesus Christ is the source of wisdom. If you lack wisdom, ask God and He'll give it liberally to those who ask Him. Listen to the Word of God. Even if you listen to the Word of God, over and over and over again, you'll gain wisdom. Listen to the Word of God. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you want to build your faith and increase in wisdom, you get into the word of God. You listen to the word of God. You listen to the preaching of the word of God. And you study to shoot, you, to shoot yourself approved unto God. Things, things are going real fast, real quick. Things are starting to hit the fan. Question is, will you be ready when that time comes? Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. This is a time when every one of us need to get serious about our faith, about our walk, about preaching the word of God, and getting the message of the gospel out. Because time is running out. Christ may tarry for a little bit. But he's waiting till he knows every last Gentile that he knows is going to get saved will get saved. But it is our chance and our responsibility to bring the word of God, Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ out to a lost and dying world. We are to go to them. We are not to wait for them to come to us. We need to go to them. clock is ticking. <clears throat> but beware of men, for they will de deliver you up to, to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. You know what's really funny? I, 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 I can't say funny, but you know what's really interesting? Jesus says... That they will scourge you in their synagogues. Do you know what that means? It means it's the religious people that will scourge you in their temples, in their churches. It's the so-called Christians that claim to be Christian and are not born again. They're the ones that are going to scourge you. And it may not be physical, but they'll do it with their words. Do you know... Jesus is most, do you, do you know what the most, do you, do you know where Jesus is most, like most of the attacks that Jesus was getting from? It was from those who claimed to know God and follow God. It was the religious leaders that were persecuting Christ. It wasn't the whoremongers. It wasn't the harlots. It wasn't the, the, the tax collectors. It wasn't any of that. It was those who claimed to be religious. They were scourged, They were persecuting Christ. And so much they wanted him dead. Your enemy is not the Satanist. It's not those who are um, the liberals. Most of your attacks are going to come from those who are religious hypocrites. And they're going to claim everything. They're going to claim you don't serve God. You're not born again. You're not this or you're not that. It's the religious hypocrites that will persecute you. Think about that. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. Hold your spot there in Matthew. Hold your spot there. I want to turn to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Listen, we're not to worry about what we're going to say or do in front of these people. 
Christ will give you what to say. And by the way, what did, what did Jesus say about the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost will bring things to remembrance of things that I taught you. The Holy Ghost will bring things up to your remembrance on things that you've read in the Word of God and or learned from good Bible preaching pastors. The Holy Ghost will bring those things to your remembrance. Think. This is why it's important to get into the Word of God. This is why we need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. For that hour of temptation. That hour of tribulation. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother should deliver up the brother to death. And the father of the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Listen, if you are born again today, if you are truly born again, you will endure. Why? Because you have the Spirit of God within you. And it is the Spirit of Christ that will cause you to be an overcomer. Because that is who we are in Christ. Listen, folks, I don't want you taking everything I say for truth. You take what I say and you match it with the Bible. If what I say does not match with what the Bible says, let God be true and Brandon be a liar. Because one of these days I will be judged and I will have to give an account to every word I've spoken here tonight and all the messages I've ever preached. God has called me to a higher standard. Preachers are called to a higher standard. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. If Jesus was persecuted and hated, you too will be persecuted and hated. Because you follow him. But remember, the world hated him first. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his own household? Fear them not. Therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Can I tell you something? Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all of you Democrats, all of you Republicans, whatever you've got going on that we don't know about, one of these days it will come to light. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be in the shoes of Joe Biden. I don't want to be in the shoes of all these people that are lying, lying through their teeth. Because every little dirty little secret's going to come to light. And everybody's going to know it. Christian, I just want to encourage you. These lost people that reject Christ, it looks like they're winning. But can I tell you something? Turn with me to Revelation 13. Revelation 13.
Revelation 13, verse 7. And it says, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. The Antichrist is going to prevail against God's people. But you want to know something? At the very end, we're going to come back with Christ riding with white horses. And Christ is going to take them all out. Christ is going to take them all out and he's going to gain victory. Eventually, Christ will win victory. But we need to be patient. When I tell you in darkness that ye speak in light, and what ye hear in the ear that preacheth yet upon the housetops, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body into hell. You see, Jesus is telling you that we need to fear God over man. We ought to fear God and not man. The fear of man bringeth a snare. Amen. The fear of man bringeth a snare. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. We serve a great God. We serve a great, great God. If God has numbered our hairs, how much more does he how much more does he care about the little things that you're going through? How much more does he care about the very little tiny things that you're struggling with? Even the little things, it matters to God. Why? Because every single hair on your head has been numbered. And he calls you by name. Every little tiny thing you may be going through. It matters to God. It does. It matters to Him. If all of our hairs are numbered, even the little things that we go through matter to God. Why? Because every hair that's numbered matters to God. Fear ye not, fear ye not therefore, Ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not, I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Jesus Christ Jesus Christ did not come to bring peace. The sword he's talking about is the sword of his word. The sword of his word divides. You see, a nation that divided against itself can't stand. But there is good division. Being separated from the world. Being set apart and sanctified by the power of God and the Holy Ghost. Being divided and being separate from the world is not a bad thing. We're to be set apart for God's service. 
For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter, and the, against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth fathereth or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And that and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. You know, let me tell you something about what Jesus means by he that loveth father and mother more than me is unworthy of me. Let me give you an example. When Jesus called his twelve disciples, you know what the disciples did? A lot of them. They left their families. They left their jobs. They left everything to follow Jesus. And it wasn't the fact that they didn't love their parents. They did. But Jesus Christ took precedence. Jesus said, come follow me. And they forsook all and followed him. The question I have for you is, will you... Follow Jesus. Even if it means you have to leave your family and your job and everything. You have to if you have to leave all that to follow Jesus, would you do it? Would you do it? Verse forty. He that receiveth you receiveth me. He that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall, he, shall receive a righteous man's reward. Believe it or not, we're almost done. One last verse and we'll close. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. You guys, that was a lot of stuff. We went through a lot of verses today. We did. And I was only at it for how long? 47 minutes. Forty-seven minutes and we got through forty-two verses. <laughs> how about that? Well, actually, you know, I might actually come back and revisit some of this stuff um next time we get together, but we got through pretty much all of it. Um and so I want to say this, okay? I want to say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you don't, if you don't know that heaven will be your home, you can know for sure. And it's very simple. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can I tell you something? You don't need to join a fancy church. You don't need to join a denomination. You don't have to say a fancy prayer to get to heaven. You don't have to say this or that to make Jesus hear you. If you just simply just say, Lord Jesus, please save me. Please forgive me of my sins. He'll save you. 
You don't need to repeat a prayer that I say. You don't need to join a denomination. You don't need to be baptized. You don't need to take communion. You don't know. You don't need to do any of that to be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me tell you something. When Peter was sinking in the lake, what did he say? Lord, save me. A very simple three-worded prayer. Lord, save me. And you know what he did? He reached down and grabbed them and he got them back up again. A thief on the cross. He didn't have to say a prayer. He said, Lord, when thou comest into thy kingdom, remember me. And you know what Jesus said? He said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. This thief on the cross was on his deathbed. He knew he was a sinner on his way to hell. He knew that what he got, he, what he got was justified. And he just said, Lord, please remember me. Jesus said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. He didn't join a church. He didn't say a prayer. He didn't. He just cried out to him. And in that same day, he saved him. You know, and that thief, on that, that one thief, he's in heaven. But the other thief who mocked and scourged and said, save yourself, he is not in heaven. He's in hell. And we see the picture on the cross with one thief accepting and the other one rejecting. You see that the one thief on the cross that acknowledged and knew and believed that what he did was wrong. He say he got saved. But the thief that was stubborn and stiff-necked and did not acknowledge and didn't believe shows you he went to hell. Which one of those two would you rather be? The believing thief or the despiteful thief? That's a picture. That's, that's a picture of, of two people, one going one place and the other one not the other one going to the other place. We need to cry out to Jesus. Jesus Christ is what saves. And we just read tonight that, Je that whosoever shall confess me before men, I will profess before I will profess his name before my Father. I will tell you something. I am a born again Christian. I believe on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Savior. He is my King. And He is my Bridegroom. And Him I choose to serve. We have Christians now that are closet Christians. They don't want to profess Christ in public. You know, by the grace of God, my boss at AutoZone and everybody that I work with knows that I'm a preacher. I had a co-worker come up to me today. He's like, what's your favorite stories in the Bible? And God gave me the grace and strength to be able to tell him one of my favorites is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fiery furnace and Jesus was with them. It's only by the grace of God that I'm able to profess Jesus publicly where I work. 
I've done that with no repercussions. And it's by God's grace. But how many of us, including myself, would do that when times are tough? How many of us would actually publicly profess Christ in front of those who hate us and those who hate Him? How many of us, including myself, how many of us would, would, would actually profess Christ publicly? Knowing full well that we're going to be persecuted. How many of us? I agree, brother. I'll go even further to say it's a, it's it's accounts. But my co-worker said stories because that's what he said. That's not what I said. And I told him that account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's one of my favorites. I like that account. I really do. There's so much in that picture that we can learn from. Amen. As I just want to say that if you don't know Jesus Christ, it's very simple. It's crying out to Him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's it. Cry out, cry out to him. He'll hear you. Amen. Um, you guys, I just want to let you know how much I love you. I love you very much. And I, I hope that you all see that I do. I'm not just blowing smoke through my teeth. And I like what, I like what Pastor Mike says. He says, you are the reason why I do what I do. Oh, no, brother, I know. And, brother, I love you. I love you, brother, very much. And I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate all that you've said on here. I really do. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to say the same thing that Pastor Mike says. You, all those who watch these videos are the reason why I do what I do. And I love you all very much. I really do. And I hope you guys can see and sincerely see from what I said tonight that it would demonstrate the love that I have for you in Christ. I'm not trying to play games with anyone's souls. I'm not trying to yank anyone's chain. I'm trying to be very real here. Salvation is too long to be wrong. And hell is, is truth seen too late. It is. So I just want to let you know how much I love you guys. I do. And I appreciate you all for what you do. I want you to pray for me as I, as I take vacation time. And um, please pray for me. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, I may do some little, you know, little snippets here and there, but I won't be doing full broadcast for about another couple weeks. So I want you to pray for me. Pray for my ministry. Pray for, pray for these videos. That whosoever, that all those who watch these videos will be impacted. That lives will be changed. That lives will be encouraged. That people will get saved. Amen. Because that's what we need, is people to get saved. But anyways, listen, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Love you guys. And hopefully you guys had a, a, just a blessed time watching this. Um, hopefully you guys got something from this. I hope you guys learned something from this. I hope this was a blessing to you. I want this to be a blessing for others. I hope and pray that you guys will take this and if the Lord, if the Holy Ghost directs you to share it, please share it. 
As freely as you receive, freely give. People may be timid to wanting to share my videos, but I just want to let you know, you've got my permission already. You don't need to ask for my permission. If the Holy Ghost directs you to share these videos, then by all means, do it. You obey God first. And foremost, you obey God. Amen? God comes first. So, anyways, I love you guys. I hope you guys got something in this. I hope you guys were blessed by this. I really do. Um, hopefully, that one, hopefully that you all uh, were deeply encouraged, blessed, and, and, and fed. You know, that's the thing. I hope you guys... I hope you guys got some food from this. I want you guys to be fed. Amen. I want you guys to be fed. So, anyways, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a good evening. And uh, we'll see you next time, okay? Love you guys. See ya. God bless. Bye.